Senators, senators, I understand you do not want another emperor, but it seems you have been given one. I sympathize with you. I do not want to be an emperor, but it seems I have been chosen one. Perhaps you would take a little moment to sympathize with me. Welcome back to the Claudius uh, yeah, yeah. thing that we do here, so uh, episode yeah. six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do it again. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, Tower yeah, three. In case hey, anybody's hey, wondering going on? about the babbling. <laughs> oh, yeah. and I'm feeling it. Feeling every yeah. minute of those yeah. creeping up on hours uh, today. Yeah. Um. Where are we up to with the whole Claudius yes. thing, Ray? Oh, Messalina, his wife, <laughs> Vesselina, v- v- Vesa, Valeria Messalina. Killing people left and right, maybe. Maybe not. Ma- mm. mainly, mainly bitches she doesn't like. Bitches Killing the bitches. bitches and their kids. Yeah. Just, getting to, just don't like it. Right. Threats. <laughs> threats to the power. Yeah. <laughs> bitches ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. Lick on these nuts and what? suck the dick, she so- said. Get the fuck out after you're done. Anna hops in my rod to make a sweet run. That was her mantra every morning while staring at Goatsy. It was, yeah. (laughs) 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 I used to know a bitch named Eric Wright. We used to roll around and fuck the hoes at night. Tight as motherfucking gangster beats, and we was born on the motherfucking Compton streets. I don't would say Where's Compton? Don't worry about it Peep, the shit got deep And it was on Number one song After number one song Anywho uh, Enough of Dr. Dre Um, So we talked about She was killing off Killing off the uh, The Livias The Julias Yes Julia Lavilla And Julia Livia A few years later There was Another alleged Conspiracy this time, the guilty parties were Asinius Callus and Titus Statilius Taurus Corvinus. Ooh, going after the men. Both sons of great orators. Yes. Callus was a half brother of Drusus Caesar. His mother was Vipsania, Ooh, Tiberius's first right. wife. And so Julia's uncle. He was sent into exile. We don't really know what happened to Corvinus. Might have been executed, might have been exiled. Or they may have been part of a cleanup operation of people who were loyal to Julia Livilla or Julia uh, Livia, I mean, Julia Livia. Um, And, uh, yeah, they just had to be taken out. Yeah, um, because they were there were mutterings going on about how Julia Livia had been executed, so they had to take them out. And said, "Oh, they were conspiring." Yeah. Again, I find this after everything we know about Claudius being a reasonable guy who cares about facts, I find it hard that he would to believe he would support these things. But then again, you know, if he really does think they're a threat to his power and or his life, and the two are probably. Intimately connected now. Right. Um, maybe he's just uh, doing what he has to do. Well, if he is in fact involved. Exactly. Well, one, um, 
I, I think we've shown and I think we've done enough shows to know that families stick together. It's us versus them. You know, you have alliances amongst families. And if you have um, if you have a beef with another family that can go on for generations. So, yeah, if you whack one member of a family, you better take a lot of the other ones out to keep yourself safe. And the other the other theory I have is that Claudius can be as prudent and, and be very calculated and put all the footsteps right that he possibly can. But no one is immune to someone coming up to you, a trusted advisor or a wife, someone coming up to you and go, hey, look, I have it on good authority that they were organizing and planning to take your ass out. They were going to kill you. They were going to kill your wife and they were going to kill your children. So, again, it, it doesn't matter how well he's doing because everybody can be paranoid if they think the threat is real and it's directed at them and the right word in his ear. And suddenly he's going along with things that he might not. Not normally go along with. And and what are you going to do? Say, well, you know, got any evidence? Yeah, well, it. I heard them talk about yeah. it. Can you prove it? Yeah. Got a recording? No. Yeah. No. We could just wait like, well, for them to and, kill then, and then you call them in and they go, well, no, yeah. I never did it. I'm innocent. Right. But, you know, you don't, if you don't believe, well, who are you going to, what are you going to do? What's right. the safe play there? Just kill anyone who you think might be hey. conspiring against you zero, or zero let them game. live because you're not convinced and then, then they do kill you? Game theory. There were other threats to the throne as well. Um, one angle of threat came from the Junii Solani clan, one of the oldest patrician families in Rome. I mentioned right. one of these guys before, one of the Solanuses, who uh, becomes a problem, uh, even though he was a co-consul of uh, Claudius in 42. Mm. Uh, the Junii Solani clan goes right back to J- Lucius Junius Brutus, oh. the guy who expelled uh, Tarquinius Superbus right. and set up the Republic after the uh, rape of Lucretia, etc., etc. The current line of the family was produced, though, by Augustus's granddaughter, Ooh. Julia the Younger Slut Whore, <laughs> and her husband, Lucius <laughs> Aemilius Paulus. Right. Uh, they had a daughter, Amelia Lepida. Now, you may recall she had been betrothed to Claudius, but the marriage was broken off when Julia, the younger slut whore, was sent into exile and her father was executed for a conspiracy. Oh, yeah. But Amelia Lepida then went on and married Marcus Junius Solanus Torcatus. Oh, my God. He had been a consul in 19 CE. They had several children, so now... She uh, is Augustus's great-granddaughter. She's hooked up with the Junii Solani, one of the oldest patrician families in Rome. That's a powerful, powerful family line right there. Now, Julia, the youngest slat whore, may may have also had a son. Right. uh, Marcus Aemilius Lepidus. Huh. The uh, Lepidus, who was married to Caligula's favourite sister, Julia Drusilla, right. was also Caligula's lover and was ec- executed for conspiracy. So Damn. they don't historians aren't really sure, uh, you know, who his father was, but it may have been Lucius Aemilius Paulus. Yeah. So I mean, their daughter was. Amelia Lepida, his name was Marcus Amelius Lepidus. Right. So, uh, you know, they, they, they seem to be 
connected. Yeah. So you got a branch of the family that had already had some involvement with conspiracy and is obviously very powerful. Yes. So, um, yeah, we'll talk more about what happens as a result of this bloodline later, but there were also other families that had potential claims to power. Yeah. Just real quick before we go on, do you sometimes feel like we left history behind and we're just doing days of our lives? I mean, I get that we have to talk about the families because these families, some of them are very powerful. Some of them are very extended and they do take the stuff seriously and they will bond together to go after even a princeps. But sometimes it's just amazing that you have to, you have to factor in all these people's, Names just because that's the way the families operated. They moved against you as a family, and and it, and it's just amazing how they they take this stuff very seriously. And the honor and the pride of the family is still very important to these Romans. So you've got these people that are connected to Augustus. They have their own dignitas. Their names go back to the time of the kings. But then you also got the people who are the descendants of the Republican dynasts. You've got descendants of Sulla. You've got descendants of Pompey and of Crassus. And not only do they have the right blood in their veins, but obviously there's some money in the family, which you always need if you're going to make a play for power. They're untainted, you know, for the last couple of Caesars, the adopted Caesars. And so what is Claudius going to do? Is he going to take them on in war? Is he going to hope that they leave him alone? Or is he going to try to do something that I think we established in the last two episodes that's more hopefully uh, passive, a little more clever, and hopefully will be a win-win for everybody. Maybe instead of taking these people on or challenging them, he can tie them to him with promotions and other carrots. I mean, he is the leader of the state. Maybe he can make his concerns their concerns instead of going after him. Maybe they can help him work for Rome. If he could bring them in with promotions, with giving them important jobs, maybe he can get them on his side and he won't have to worry about these very powerful families coming after him. Well, in fact, what he does is intermarry them Mm -hmm. into his family. Right. So um, one of these guys, Crassus Frugi. Nice name. Been consul in 27. Yeah. He was Claudius's legate in Mauritania, and as I mentioned earlier, there'd been a lot of uh, troubles with the tribes in Mauritania. Yeah. He's sort of sorting that out. He is the grandson of the triumvir, triumvir Marcus Licinius Crassus. Nice. Um, his son is Gnaeus Pompeius Magnus. <laughs> Crassus right. has a son who's Pompey the Great. <laughs> and... He gets married off to Claudius's eldest daughter, Antonia. Ooh, good move. Now, uh, Caligula had told young Pompey the Great to stop calling himself the Great. Yes. Because you can't do that. I'm what the are you great. doing? There's no, you've done nothing. You're a yeah. kid. Yeah. You've done nothing. Stop using it um, or stop. I'll kill you. Right. Um, but Claudius restored it to him. He goes, oh, don't worry about it. Call yourself the Great if you want to. Imagine. Go ahead. Imagine being a kid running right. around calling yourself the great when you've done fuck all. Oh, yeah, well, you know, it was my grandfather's name right. and I kind right. of just inherited it, really. Yeah. So uh, it's like calling, like you calling yourself King Ray with the huge cock. People would go, well, what have you done? Do, are you a king? Well, no. Do you have a huge cock? Well, no. But so why are you calling is, yourself that? Well, I, I just inherited it yeah. as a title. Yeah, thank you. 
and hope to live up to it one day, but I'm still waiting. I don't want to talk about it. It's painful. My, my great, great <laughs> grandfather was a king. Right? Uh, and Huge was very penis. well endowed, and Huge. it just it just comes with it's just the name, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. a name. It just, I mean, it's on my check. It's been embarrassing, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, a bit embarrassing. Now, I'm not going. Uh, this Pompey, yeah. Pom- this Pompey yeah. married Antonia in '43, uh, couple mm-hmm. of years after Claudius became emperor. She would have been around 13, I think, from not, what not I read, hot. unless you have something different. No, nope, that sounds right, and that's not hot. I want to make that clear. No? No. Uh, oh, I don't know. Now uh, she's your cousin, maybe. I, I got no idea how... <laughs> I got no idea how old how old he was, but I know he ends up getting stabbed to death a few years later when he was in bed fucking his favorite boyfriend up the ass at the time. Oh, um, oh Magnus, Magnus. Actually, Suetonius says. Yeah. Suetonius says, yeah, that's it. Yeah, my, my name is Magnus the Great. Uh, you want to see what's great about me? This. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. Suetonius writes, he was stabbed in the embraces of a favorite youth. What a way to go. But uh, there you go. I'm coming. Yeah. I mean, now, I'm going. Cassius, I'm Cassius Dio says Messalina ordered his death as well. So he gets married into the family to remove him as a threat, but then gets killed yeah. Because I guess he was a threat. I don't know. I don't know what the logic there I, is, but uh, it's not the last time I'm confused with the logic in these stories, I've got to tell you. <laughs> um, so Lucius Junius Solanus Torquatus, mm-hmm. who we mentioned uh, earlier, uh, did we? No. Yeah. He's, you said his name. Well, somewhere. I think he would have been... No, we said Marcus Junius, uh, Marcus oh. Junius Solanus Torquatus. That's who Emilia Lepida married. Right. So I think this right. guy is their son. He's the son mm-hmm. of Augustus's great granddaughter and one of the Junii Solanii. Solani. Right. Powerful family. Uh, he gets betrothed to the infant Claudia Octavia. Yeah. Hey, no, little girl. N- another one of. Claudius's daughters. Yeah. Um, I don't know when he was born, but he celebrated a triumph at some stage during Claudius's reign and was Praetor in 48. So he must have been old enough to do those things. Claudia Octavia is a baby. Right. So yeah. you, it's under, it's that's understood. Rome, people. Imagine yeah. that. When in Rome. How hey, old are you, Ray? I am 53. Can you imagine getting uh, engaged to a baby? If I said, listen, uh, got a new baby. Chrissy and I just had a daughter. Right. You're now engaged to her. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. Um, that's that's not – I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I would love to be a part of the, the uh, podcast network empire, but uh, um, there's only – there's a line, and that that's the line. I – but it's politics. Now, we, we talk about this a lot, and we've talked about the concept of love, getting married for love, as a recently new 
if you look at history, concept. These are all political alliances. This is a business deal. This is a transaction. This is nothing more than that. I'm married. I'm engaged or betrothed, whatever, to your infant daughter. So you expect me to be loyal and to to have your back. I get that. And it's going to benefit me somehow because maybe one day I'll be in power. I get that. So it sounds weird to us, but these are just business transactions. And that's how you tie someone to you. Gruesome, but there you are. Well, <clears throat> this, in fact, didn't end well for uh, <laughs> Solanus, but um, this time not because of Messalina, by, oh, because of one of her successes, but we'll get to that later. For, for a short time anyway, these two guys were treated well, uh, Pompeius yeah. Magnus and Solanus. They were given access to high office five years before they, you know, the, they, they should have Normal been. Time, right. Um, they all accompanied Claudius on his expedition to Britain and, you know, places of honour, along with Crassus Frugi, yeah, Magnus's father. Um, yeah. Then there's the story of Appius Solanus, consul in 28, a different Solanus. Do you have his story there? Uh, I know he has a connection to the Claudi Pulcri uh, through his uh, maternal grandmother, um, but he was the governor of Terraconesis in Hispania, but he is removed from that position. Um, supposedly, there is one theory that because that, that uh, area, that um, province, had three legions, and maybe he would use those three legions. So he's told back, he's told to come back to Rome. I don't know if he was told, yay, you're coming back to Rome, or you need to come back to Rome now. But he is told to leave that area and to report to Claudius. Yeah, but he's told to come back and marry. Right. Domitia Lepida Minor, the mother of the Empress, Messalina. Thank you. So I guess that's kind of a promotion. Look, come back, <laughs> we're going to marry you into the royal family. Uh, you've done a great job, great uh, job. A woman. Yeah, He'd been yeah. consul in 28. Uh, he, but here's the thing. He was also one of the guys that was accused of maestas back in 32. Right. After the downfall of Cianus... There was a group of senators, you'll recall, that uh-huh. were accused of maestas. They got off. Right. Um, Tiberius let them off. Some of them were involved in the conspiracy against Caligula. Ooh. Now, Appius Solanus was one of these guys that was involved in the conspiracy, at least against, uh, uh, um, well, accused of maestas back right. after the fall of Cianus. Um, uh, 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 now he and uh, another guy, Gaius Calvisius Sabinus, were saved by one of the informers. Remember, there was a guy called Celsus. He was a tribune mm-hmm. of uh, the city. He said, oh, no, these guys, these guys are all right. I right. never heard them say anything. They're fine. So good. So uh, they got out of it. But whether or not they were involved in the downfall of Caligula, we don't know. But shortly after Claudius takes the throne in 41, Mm -hmm. um, Solanus gets called back to marry Domitia Lepida, gets treated with all sorts of distinctions. But according to the ancient sources, Messalina herself tried to get into his pants. Wow. She was like, look, I know you just married my mother. 
That's hot. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is turning me on, <laughs> massively turning me on. That you're married <laughs> to my mother. So she tried to fuck him, according to the ancient sources. He rejected her advances, so she badmouthed him to Claudius, and he gets executed as well. But there's more to the story. Let's look at that another way. Let's say that she tries to seduce him to tie him to her because he now is in a powerful position, When whether it's a, a sense of honor or there's no way this is going to end good for me. If I do this, he says no. And so she gets rid of him. So she could be, like Heather does with D'Angelo and not me, using sex to tie people to her to protect her and her son because her, her husband is old and frail. I mean, as opposed to assuming something evil or whatever, maybe she is just using what tools she has to hand, which is her body, her sexuality. She's trying to figure out, well, the only way to protect myself if Claudius dies is to have a bunch of powerful men that will protect me and my son. Right. Um, Anyway, this is the way she brings him down. She, Messalina, and one of Claudius's freedmen advisors, a guy called Tiberius Claudius Narcissus, accused Solanus of plotting to assassinate Claudius. Now, they say right. they knew he was doing this because they saw it in their dreams. <laughs> Sorry. They collectively, individually, and then they, talk, they, they saw it in their dreams. Yeah, That's this it. is how Suetonius relates the story. When Messalina and Narcissus had put their heads together to destroy him, they agreed on their parts, and the latter rushed into his patron's bedchamber before daybreak in pretended consternation, Mm. declaring that he had dreamed that Appius had made an attack on the emperor. Then Messalina, with assumed surprise, declared that she had had the same dream for several successive nights. Fuck me. A little later, as had been arranged, Appius, who had received orders the day before to come at that time, was reported to be forcing his way in as if were proof positive of the truth of the dream. His immediate accusation and death were ordered. And Claudius did not hesitate to recount the whole affair to the Senate on the next day and to thank the freedmen for watching over his emperor's safety, even in his sleep. Is Claudius an idiot? I'm sorry, but he's starting to lose credibility with me. I mean, these stories, this is back going back to Caligula time. I mean, that's a bit much. Why wasn't he questioned? Why wasn't he tortured? Why wasn't he held down in question? I don't know, just to go straight to killing him without getting the facts. I don't know. What do you think? This is starting to stretch it for me. Well, yeah, it's bizarre. It's a bizarre story. Um, Now, okay, I mean, to the modern sensibility, uh, saying that they heard it in their dreams, saw it in their dreams, and he took it seriously seems ridiculous. But ancient Rome took signs of birds and dreams and uh, other signs seriously, as we know. Yes. Uh, And, you know, plenty of people out there, maybe even some listening to this, still think uh, the ghost of Jesus is watching them while they jerk (laughs) off. So, you know, (laughs) let's be careful before we point the crazy stick at at the Romans, is what I'm saying here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, some of your countrymen believe that Donald Trump was going to drain the swamp. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Come on. Uh, Before you start pointing the finger. My bad. Just uh, have my a bad. look at your own backyard there, but, uh, Normie. Right. Um, yeah. But So maybe yeah. the other story is he did think this guy was a threat, um, brought him back to Rome. I mean, if you just said, hey, uh, come and attend me, if the guy really was conspiring right. with his army in Hispania, uh, because, again, he had been accused of maestas before and may have been involved in the, execu- the conspiracy against Caligula, because some of his friends who were previously accused of maestas certainly were, Maybe he uh-huh. was plotting something. Maybe he had been involved in the Caligula thing. Maybe Claudius knew he was involved in Caligula's assassination but didn't want to say it publicly because then they'd say, well, how do you know? And he'd go, well, because I was part of the... Oops. <laughs> Oops. Fuck me. Sorry. You know, Scratch that. Remove that Remove right. that from the record. Retract. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and, and he couldn't say, listen, uh, come to Rome. We need to have a chat because the guy would be like, oh, look, I would, but rule number one is never attend a party being held in my own honour and rule number two is I've got an army right where I am. Thank you very much. I'll be fine. Best of luck with all of that. Right. But if he said, hey, uh, I want you to marry my mother-in-law, bit hard to to, uh, turn turn down down those sorts of honours. So maybe that's how they lured him to Rome, heaped him with praise until he was off guard. And then they created this fakakta story to cover up what was really going on, which was to right. have him executed. But, okay, let me try another angle. And you, and you kind of touched on it just a second ago. Something happens. Claudius is not directly involved, but he directly benefits. I mean, come on. I mean, Caligula is murdered. He may or may not have known something about it. Someone may have been doing something in his interest. Someone commits murder and hands him all the power. That hardly ever happens in real life. And now this other person who may have been a threat is now eliminated and Claudius can genuinely look the Senate in the eye and go, look, I had nothing to do with it. This was my wife. This was my freedman. They were looking out for me. If anything, I'm grateful, but I had nothing to do with it. He doesn't get a fair trial. He doesn't get questioned. And now he's dead. I mean, it's really working out for Claudius how these things are going. Well, I don't know how he benefits from this unless the guy really was conspiring against him. Maybe he was, yeah. But, you know, if you were going to come up with a story <laughs> to justify killing this guy, you, you would think yeah. something better than they had a dream about it. But, again, you have to remember that people having dreams in ancient Rome was probably very serious business. Yes. They were probably like, well, we don't need any more evidence. You've got dreams. Oh, what more do you need? Darn. Dreams are yeah. dreams are sent from the gods as a warning, right? right? Okay. Um, <laughs> you, you don't need anything more. That's a sort like. In terms of the ladder of evidence, it's like you've got hearsay, uh, <laughs> right. you've got uh, witnesses, you've got primary documents above that where they actually wrote down and stamped on it, I, uh, Appius Solanus, uh, hereby uh, with witnesses do state under my seal in, in sound mind and body that I intend to conspire and assassinate uh, the emperor. Then above that, you've got the gods sending you messages in your dreams. That's the highest you can you can get. I stand corrected uh, on the list yeah. of evidentiary uh, 
uh, testimony. So, yeah. <clears throat> either way, he gets away with executing a Roman nobleman without a trial, yeah. which is a pretty big deal. Yes. Uh, and then gets to say, well, you know, it wasn't me. Yeah. Is my wife I didn't, uh, and uh, my freedman that had the dream? I'm just, I'm just, you know, taking care of biz. <laughs> I was sleeping. I was sleeping the whole time. Well, the death of Solanus, the execution of Solanus, seems to have led directly to the full blown revolt, which was to happen the following year, led by two guys. Lucius Aruntius Camillus Scribonianus, <laughs> who was the governor of Dalmatia right. at the time. Right. And our old friend Lucius Annius Vinicianus, a.k.a. the Finicianus, <laughs> um, one of the guys behind the assassination of Caligula. Now, Scribonianus demanded Claudius resign and uh, that it sort of all fell into place from there. Now, we've mentioned him several times before. His sister was Livia Medulina Camilla. Right. She was supposed to marry Claudius. Oh, that's right. But mysteriously died on their wedding day. Inconveniently died. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and I think we said at the time, one theory is that she was killed by somebody for payback for something that somebody did in the family. Or she threw a pear Um, in the air and tried to catch it in her teeth and sadly, no, that's somebody else, sorry, choked on it. That was Claudius' son, yeah. yeah. Or she looked at Claudius and was like, really? I have to marry and fuck that? No, thank you. Uh, Give me something. Yeah, give me a Give me some poison. Right, yeah. Yeah, give me some poison, yeah. (laughs) Now, Vinicianus, the Finicianus, was one of the guys charged with Maestas back in 32 after the fall of Cianus. Right. And then was involved in the conspiracy, probably the plot leader of the conspiracy against Caligula, and he's the plot leader again. Oh, shit. According to one of the sources, he reached out, according to Cassius Dio, he reached out to Scribonianus and said, hey, listen, uh, you probably heard what happened to Appius Salanus. He was my man. He was my peep. Right. Uh, He was one of our conspiracy crew. Yeah. He was uh, part of the X-Files team. And he was part of QAnon, and we need to, yeah. we need to act. They're yeah. coming for us. This is the first time he, he he got Solanus. We need to act now. And Scribo apparently said, I'm, "I'm already on the same page. Already getting the troops ready. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's roll." So was Vinicianus, He was he was going to be the agent in Rome while Scribonius was out in Dalmatia with whatever troops he had. And I guess they were going to maybe try to do a a one two. Is Vinicianus wanting to do this so he can be the princeps versus Scribonius or versus bringing back the republic? Is he doing all this for his own uh, own ambition? Did you pick up on that? Well, we, we, I don't think we know, but I, I do think there is evidence that he and these other guys did want to bring back the Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they wanted to restore the Republic. They were done 
with this Julio-Claudian experiment. Right. Uh, they had tried once under Tiberius and failed, once under Caligula and failed, Close. and now they're going to try third time. third time. Because, you know, uh, <laughs> third time lucky is what they, they – that's where that saying – where that saying comes from was does, these guys. Does it? Uh, okay. They were the original. So well, this has an happy yeah, ending. No, probably no. not. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, not for them. Now, Scribonianus, uh, I want to point out, was the son by adoption of Lucius Aruntius. Okay. He was one of the other guys accused of Maestas. Oh, uh, in 32. Right? Yeah. Bad scene. And he he well <laughs> see there's a there's a there's a thread here. And right. I've been talking about this for yes, like a long time, like over yeah. previous shows. Yeah. Since we talked about this original conspiracy. These guys are tight. They're a unit. They've right. been conspiring now 18. for a decade. Yeah. Uh, to overthrow the Julio Claudians. Lucius Aruntius, after he was accused of maesters, got off um, but chose to commit suicide rather than live under Caligula a few years later. Right. Um, along with Nerva. Uh, they both were like, nah, don't think so, nah. <laughs> uh, and this is, you know, this is before Caligula came to power and, yeah. you know, started off as a good guy and then went crazy, although the as the sources would have us believe, I don't personally believe that. Right. But they also, for whatever reason, Aruntius and Nerva decided they didn't want to be around in Caligula's day. Uh, it was also Lucius Aruntius that Augustus was talking about on his deathbed. He told Thibaut that Aruntius was not unworthy of ruling the empire and would have wow. boldness enough to seize it should the opportunity arise, wow. according to Tacitus. That's high praise. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So big stock these guys right. uh, come from. Can- Scribonianus was born Marcus Furius Camillus Scribonianus, the right. natural son of Marcus Furius Camillus, consul of 8 CE. Right. The Furii were another ancient patrician gens along with the Junii Solani. Um, and his namesake... Marcus Furius Camillus was one of the greatest heroes of the early Republic, uh, but you know, like he fought in the the uh, wars against Carthage, the mm-hmm. Second Punic War, all this kind of stuff. Huge hero, right. jumped over the walls of Carthage. I think he was the first guy to jump over the walls of Carthage. He goes, "We're here, bitches! <laughs> Bring the war to you." Um, so, uh, and Camillus's father was. Uh, the first in their line who really achieved any military fame in a long time. He was the proconsul of Africa in 17 CE, and he was the guy that defeated Taco. Damn. Oh, Tacforinus right. yes. and his allies, and was rewarded with the triumphal insignia, but Tiberius, but not the ovation because he gave that already a few years earlier right. to. Um, to Sianus's uh, uncle, Black Blasus. Jesus. Right. Yes. Black Jesus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, when Caligula was killed, Scribo was one of those the Senate approached about being his 
successor. Remember, they sent letters yes. to a bunch of oh, that's right. governors, and he was one, but by the time the letter reached him, it was too late. Claudius had already yeah. taken control by force. So now he is going to have a crack at putting an end to this nonsense once and for all. Yeah, so uh, so Scribonius has got his troops. He's like, okay, I need you to stand down. You've, you've taken it too far. Too many people have been killed. I don't know if he mentions that he has help in Rome, but the point is there's the threat. And what little I read on Wikipedia, um, Claudius supposedly has some serious discussions with his advisors about maybe I should step down because is this going to become another civil war? Did you come across that about his discussions? I did, yes. Okay. Did it seem genuine to you? Does that sound just like maybe um, after the after the scene, after the fact, um, good guy Claudius kind of uh, PR? Hard to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a guy who the previous year had taken the role by force, uh, would he give it up easily? Maybe not. But if he really thought Scribonianus was going to uh, attack Rome with, I don't know how many legions he had up there, but in Dalmatia, but probably quite a few because obviously, you know, there'd been a big um, revolt there back in Augustus's day and they would have shored up so he probably had, I don't know, four legions up there, a big force, much bigger than the Praetorian Guard could handle. So maybe oh, yes. Claudius took it seriously. But anyway, Suetonius says, but his rebellion was put down within five days <laughs> since the legions, <laughs> which had changed their allegiance, right. were turned from their purpose by superstitious fear. For when the order was given to march to their new commander by some providential chance, the eagles could not be adorned nor the standards pulled up and moved. Uh, It was like trying to pull Excalibur out of a rock or uh, Thor's hammer off the ground. They're like, we can't lift it. It's a sign. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the actor that made who pulled that off? Because that's fucking Oscar worthy, right? I can't. I can't lift it. It's a sign, guys. So their whole plan falls falls apart in five days. Yeah. Cassius Dio has actually got um, more detail on it, though. He says, when Annius, this is uh, finicky anus, um, had got uh, that far... Uh, he's like talking about how he reached out and approached Scribonianus and he was on board. Many senators and knights flocked to him, but they were of no avail for the soldiers when Camillus, as Scribonianus, when Camillus held out to them the hope of seeing the Republic restored right. and promised to give back to them their ancient freedom, sure. suspected that they should have trouble and strife once more and would therefore no longer listen to him. (laughs) At this, he became frightened and fled from them, and coming to the island of Issa, he there took his life. Biggest fucking failed revolution (laughs) ever. (laughs) So He said, we're going to go take Rome. Who's with me? Huzzah! (laughs) And when we get there, we're going to be in control. Huzzah! And we're going to restore the Republic. What? <laughs> we're going to restore the Republic and give you back your ancient freedoms. 
Uh, oh, I, I used to really. Yeah, that's yeah. That's your fucking plan. I come from, really. I come from a line of uh, bakers. I'd rather be a soldier. I get paid more. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if you remember, right? But when we had these so-called ancient freedoms that you're talking about, we spent a lot of the time just fucking having to kill each other because it was an endless series of civil wars and. <sighs> Yeah. You know, if I'm going to have to kill someone, I'd rather kill Dalmatians. You, right. I mean, yeah. they're just spotted dogs, really. They're not that hard to kill. I mean... Yeah, it's kind of easy. You know, if there's a lot of them, it gets confusing with I all the spots a, coming at you. I you don't know what's going on, but... Right. Yeah. yeah, there's only 101 of them, really. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Um, so, thank you, but I'm going to have to give it so a So he miss. ran away and killed himself. Uh, what the fuck? What a fucking pussy. No, yeah, not exactly uh, the man that you would want to follow into war. Dio writes, Claudius for a time had been in great terror and had been ready to abdicate his power voluntarily in Camillus's favour, but he now recovered courage. He first rewarded the soldiers in various ways, especially by causing the legions composed of citizens, the 7th and the 11th, to be named Claudian and loyal and patriotic by the Senate. He then sought out those who had plotted against him and on this charge put many to death, among others a praetor who first was made to resign his office because you couldn't execute a praetor. He's uh, sacrosanct. Um, Several indeed, including Vinicianus, committed suicide. So the Finicianus has to take his own... Life. The, the anus is now closed. <laughs> uh, Dio continues for Messalina and Narcissus, right. and all the latter's fellow freedmen seized this opportunity to wreak their direst vengeance. They employed slaves and freedmen, for instance, as informers against their own masters. These fucking slaves, again. Like these slaves have just been executed for informing on their masters. Now they're being forced to inform again. It sucks to be a slave. These masters and others of the highest birth, foreigners and citizens alike, and not only plebeians, but some of the knights and senators as well, were put to the torture in spite of the fact that Claudius, at the very beginning of his reign, yes. had sworn not to torture any free man. Many men, therefore, and women, too, were executed at this time, some of the latter even meeting their fate in the very prison itself. And when they were to die, the women, too, were led in chains upon a scaffold like captives, right? and their bodies also were thrown out upon the stairway. For in the case of those who were executed anywhere outside the city, only the heads were exhibited there. Some of the most guilty, nevertheless, by means of favours or bribes, saved their lives with the help of Messalina and the imperial freedmen in the following of Narcissus. All the sons of those who were put to death were granted immunity, and some also received money. Mm. The accused were tried in the Senate in the presence of Claudius, the prefects, and the freedmen. He would read the charge seated between the consuls on a chair of state or on a bench. Then he would go to his accustomed seat and chairs would be placed for the consuls. This same procedure 
was followed on other occasions of great importance. So, I mean, yeah, look, he's torturing and executing people, but I have to. To be fair, there was a conspiracy against him, a real one. So he's like, "Hey, yeah. you made me do this, right?" Bit like Caligula. I was a nice guy until you started conspiring against me. Over and over. And uh, Claudius is like, well, yeah. yeah. You want to see, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to be a nice guy, but um, now you're going to see the full Claude. I'm going full Claude <laughs> on you now. I can't remember. This is uh, I know this is Operation Freedom Loving Peoples, but is this like plan number 27? How many times have they, they've gone after whoever's sitting in the princeps chair? So, yeah, I mean, if you are going to do this to me, I have to do what I got to do to survive. And that means taking a lot of you out and I've got the power of the state. Um, you can't blame him for that. Hey, yo, lesson here, baby. You come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah. Word, motherfucker. Yeah. And they missed. Omar in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, they missed. Um, Cassius Dio, also just finishing up this section, says, it was at this time that Galatius a freedman of Camillus, upon being brought from the Senate, indulged in great freedom of speech generally and made one remark in particular that is worth reporting. Narcissus had taken the floor and said to him, what would you have done, Galatius, if Camillus had become emperor? He replied, I would have stood behind him and kept my mouth shut. <laughs> so he became famous for this remark, as did Arya... Right. For another, this woman, who is the wife of Kachina Paetus, right. refused to live after he had been put to death. Although, being on very intimate terms with Messalina, she might have occupied a position of some honour. Moreover, when her husband displayed cowardice, she strengthened his resolution. Yeah. For she took the sword and wounded herself then handed it to him, saying, See, Paetus, I feel no pain. Damn. Damn. Yeah, Hard he, as yeah. fucking nails. And these are the women that are giving birth to some very incredible Romans, but obviously Paetus was not one of those. He, he was given the option of killing himself versus the embarrassment of being executed, but when the time comes, he can't. The woman's like, give me that. Let me show you how to do it. So he's shamed, and then they're mm. both dead. Mm. Well, that's all I've got for this episode, Ray. Do you have anything to add? Oh, just one last thing. One last thing. Let me find it here. The island of Issa. Do you know its modern name? Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, something. <laughs> I do. I've forgotten. <laughs> what is it? Viz. Oh, yeah. Viz, of course. Where Tito, where our friend Tito had his base, yes, during yes. World War Two. They're all connected. They're all the shows are connected. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it for this episode. Uh, we've gone from, from Claudius, good guy Claudius, through to execute all the motherfuckers, uh, Claudius. Um, 
But, you know, as I said, they did come at him. And if you come at the king, (laughs) you best not miss. All right, people, take care. Be good to each other. Uh, We'll be back next week with uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah, wear a mask. Don't be a dick. You don't have any fucking rights to make people sick. Get the fuck over yourselves. Grow the fuck up. Wear a mask. Stop bitching. And uh, we'll see you next time. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, come, come. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, not really. I need a stable of young men to come behind me. Come, 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 come. Come. Oh. Come.